B'Shem Hashem Naseh V'Nesliach, this week's Har Lebanon slash Ohave Torah Daf Yomi class is given the Nunishmat Baruch Ben Karel by Carl Pindik and Ralph Seton. Today's Daf, we, I wasn't there yesterday, so we're going to begin from the end of Mem Aleph Amud Bet. Sha'alud Ben Zoma, they asked Ben Zoma, how come when you eat meal foods during a during a meal they don't need a bracha and that the the bracha of hamotzi covers them? That's because the bread covers them. So the rabbi asked back, Iachi, if so, Yainami Niftinepat. How come the wine is not covered by the pot? So here we're introducing a brand new thing that when we said that that it's covered, that meal foods are covered, it's only for eating things and not for wine. Says the Gemara, now, yes, it's true, and it doesn't cover wine, and there is a reason for it. Shani Yain de Gorem Brachalatzmo. Being that wine can cause its own bracha, which Rashi explains that to mean that in many places we make a special bracha for wine, even though you weren't in the mood for wine, which means that being that wine is special, that it comes for kiddush, and that it needs its own bracha for those things, therefore it's too chashuv to be covered by the bread, and even, even if you're in the middle of a bread meal, you do need to make a hagefen when you have a sip of wine. Says the Gemara, Rav Huna, Achal Tlesa Rifti, B'nei Tlata Tlata B'Kaba. Rav Huna ate 13 breads, and each bread had three in a kav, which is a tremendous amount of bread. Velo Barich, and he did not make so he's eating these breads without making katazon. Adi Kafna, meaning these are kafna. These are made for, for satiating yourself. That's that's a meal. And therefore, what you're doing is wrong. Rather, what should you do? It doesn't go by you. Rather, it goes by what other people eat. And therefore, if you eat the amount that that another person would make a si'uda on, you are going to need to make birkat amazon. We're talking here that the rabbi was eating patabat bekisnin. He wasn't eating actual breads. The rabbi was eating some other type of patababakisin product, which could either be, depending on the rabbi, you're talking about either a cookie-type food or a cake-type food or a wafery-type food like a matzah. And because he was eating that type of food, he was under the opinion that he could eat plenty of it so long as he's not eating meal. And Rav Nachman told him, Adi Kafna, no, the amount that you're eating is causing you to need Birkat Mazon, and that is the actual halakha, that you'll need Birkat Mazon and such a thing, when you have a lot of a, of a Pata Baba Kisim product. Rabbi Yehuda have asikle lebre be Rabbi Yehuda bar Chaviva. Rabbi Yehuda was 
had, was dealing with his son, Bar Yehuda Bar Chaviva. They brought in front of him when it came he heard the people making hamotzi. He told them I'm hearing the tzadi of hamotzi and Dilma hamotzi lechem in Is it possible that you fellows are making hamotzi on this part of Babakistin product? in, they said absolutely. The Tanya, of course, they learned, and we're not. We're, they're not just saying we're doing it for nothing. We're following the famous Ramuna. Who's Ramuna? Like Mar will tell you. The Tanya Ramuna Omer Mishum Yehuda Pat Baba Kisnin Rachin Lahamosi Pat Baba Kisnin Ramuna says you make Hamosi, and not only did Ramuna said so, we have a reason why we're following Ramuna. And Shmuel said Halacha is like Ramuna. So therefore, they felt very, very confident in making a loud Hamotzi in front of the rabbi. But the rabbi told them, and Halacha Keramuna. No, you're mistaken. The Halacha does not follow Ramuna, and you do not make Hamotzi on Pata Baba Kisnin products. Itmar, they follow the statement of the Gemara. Amri Le, they told him, isn't the rabbi the one who quoted Shmuel as saying, that if you have lahmaniot, which are ulbish, the type of Pakistan, you could use it as a eruv, where you need bread, and you said that you're allowed to make hamotzi, says the no, no, no. When we said that you could make hamotzi, shani hatam Over there, you were making your meal out of it, and since you're making your meal out of it, the law is different. Now, what the Gemara means by making the meal out of it is a subject of dispute. Some rabbis understand this means that since he had in mind for a meal, you have to make hamotzi. Others say this goes with the Gemara before. It says that when you have a shiur that other people are making a baracha, that requires you to make hamotzi. Again, that's a machloket of the Rishonim about whether or not a person is kovea suda by the amount he eats or whether a person is kovea suda by his intentions. Aval, but the Gemara finishes off. When he is not Kovea Suda on this thing, everyone agrees that he's not everyone agrees that he does not make Hamotzi. Rapapa Ikla Lebeh Rev Huna Bereder of Natan. Rapapa showed up at the house of Rehuna Bereder of Natan. After they finished the meal, they brought in front of them something to eat. So after they finished the meal, Rapapa grabbed it and started eating. So they told Rapapa, Don't you agree that when a person finishes eating, he is now forbidden to continue eating anymore? Once you're finished, you can't just go eat something else. Your berachah is done. Amaluhu silek itmar. 
when we when they said that statement it mean doesn't mean when you it, it, they said it wrong the proper way to say the statement is not when you finish eating but rather when they remove the bread and since the bread was still on the table even though you're right i had i was done eating but since they didn't remove the bread i am allowed to continue eating that, that's the word silek they removed itmar another statement the two rabbis, Rabbi and Rabbi Zerah, were showed up at the house of the Resh Kilutah. The Resh Kilutah was a political figure who was an Orthodox Jew, and the rabbis would often visit by him. Uh, he was a very, very wealthy man. Often they'd have to meet with him. Sometimes these guys, the Resh Kilutah, were rabbis, and sometimes not. They, so they showed up at the Resh Kilutah's house. After they got rid of the bread, they sent him some Ristina from the Reshkilutah's house. For those people who are unfamiliar with Ristina, Rashi will give you a clear answer. He says, Ristina is Ashtar Mishnah, whatever that is. Police reported ahead. Okay. Rava Achil. Rava ate the Ristina. Rav Zera, Lo Achil. Rav Zera didn't eat it. Amaleh. Now, no one had a Havamina that they weren't eating because you don't like Ristanista. Because everyone likes Ristanista. So he told him, Doesn't the rabbi hold that Silek, that when you remove the bread, how could you be eating now? Amale told him back, No. Even though they took off the bread from my table, but I'm not the boss of this meal. The boss of this meal is the Resh Kilutah. And since the Resh Kilutah still has bread on his table, I could rely on his bread to continue eating on my table. Because the removal of bread from my table is lo ma'alav lo morid. Makes no difference. There's a boss at this meal, and the boss of the meal is the Resh Kilutah. And ana ataka the Resh Kilutah This comes out many times in our days, where they say that it's the, the owner of the house who decides when a person is finished eating and not the other way around. Amarav, Haragil B'Shemen, one who's used to, at the end of his meal, uh, cleaning himself off with some oil. People would, uh, after a meal, it seems like people's hands get dirty, and it was considered good manners to moisturize your hands after the meal. So if a person has a custom that after the meal, he moisturizes his hands, Shemen Ma'akvo, then until he moisturizes, he is permitted to continue eating since he has not ended his meal due to his lack of moisture. Red light camera reported ahead. Amar of Ashe. Kiavin and Ber of Kahana. When we were by of Kahana, Amarlan, he told us, Kigon Anan, what about us? The Regilin Mishka, who are used to having oil. Mishka Ma'akvalan. Oil should hold us back. And the Gemara says, The halakha does not follow any of these statements. Meaning, the ending of our meals does not follow any of these things. Neither with the oil, not, not with the removing of the bread. None of those are the actual stop of a person from eating. Rather, Rather, we follow in the name of Rav. Because he says, Shalosh tikifot There are three things that need to be immediately. 
Tekev l'smicha, right after the Kohen leans his hand on an, on an animal, on a korban, shechita, right away, you do shechita without the lake. Tekev l'geula, after a person says, Ga'al Yisrael, tefillah, he needs to start his amidah. And then finally, Tekev l'ntilayadayim, right after you do mayim aharonim, pelacha, you make perkat mazon. And therefore, we're seeing from this statement, that once you do that's what makes it a sur for you to eat Amar Abaye Abaye adds an interesting thing Amar Abaye there's a fourth thing that comes immediately on the heels of something else after you have a tamid haham over in your house right away when a person starts dealing with it immediately brings blessing to a person's house. As it says, Hashem blessed the house of Potiphar because Yosef was in the home. And from there we see that uh, having any dealings with Hamid Haham is beneficial immediately. Okay. We're now starting a brand new Mishnah on the bottom of Membet Amud Aleph. Says the Mishnah, If a person made a Berecha on wine, that is wine not part of a meal, but rather the wine that precedes the meal, He has exempted the wine that comes after a meal. Often people, after they finish the meal, would continue drinking different types of wines. And that separate wine which is a post-meal type of wine, would be covered, according to this Mishnah, by the Berecha of Hagefin that precedes the meal. Says the Gemara, Berech ala parparot, if a person makes a Berecha on an appetizer, shelefnei mazon that come before the mazon, he covers the appetizers that come after a regular meal. Berech ala pat, if you made a Berecha on bread, patarte parparot, you cover the, the appetizers. Al-paparot, if you made a berakha on appetizers, lo that doesn't cover bread. That's according to the first opinion. Bet Shammai Omrin, Bet Shammai says, Af lo It also will not cover a couscous type of thing. Hayushvin al kolechad mevarech le'atzmo. If everyone's sitting, in the olden days there were two types of ways to sit at a meal. The sitting way, where you sit upright in a chair, was considered a temporary type of meal. Real meals were never done in a sitting position. They were always done in an inclined position. A person's laying on a couch, and they bring the food to you like a king. Like you ever see a picture of a king lying on a couch and someone's feeding him grapes? That's the proper way that a person would eat a meal. We call that leaning. But sitting was considered temporary. If a guy would take some food and eat it quickly, they'd say, Hazit, this guy, he must be some kind of slave or something. He can't relax and eat like a real person. But a real person would lay down and eat. So, Hayu Yoshrin, if the people sitting are, just, are just sitting where they're showing that they're one foot out the door, then every person should make his own because they're really not kavua together. But if they're leaning, once they start with the lying down on the couches business, 
Echad mevarech lekulan. Then it's best that one person makes berachad ketmazon to cover everyone in the meal. We are turning the page. Daf mem bet amur bet. Ba'alehem yain betocha mazon. If food came to them during the meal, kol echad veechad mevarech laatzmo. Every person will make his own beracha. Achad mazon. If it comes after the meal. Echad mevarech lekulam, then one person makes a bracha for everyone. Who omer al mugmar? The person who makes the brakat mazon should also be the one who makes the bracha on the besamim. It was considered good manners that in those days, after you invite people a meal, you don't finish the meal without offering them some incense. I can tell you, we don't know how to eat nowadays. Right? Still, the beracha on the incense needs should be done by the person making berakat mazon, even though it's coming after the seuda. Says the Gemara, Amar Abba Bar Barchana, Amar Abi Yochanan, Lo shanu el b'shavatot v'yamim tovim, Ho'il va'adam kovea seuda to al yain. Avar but on the other year, days of the year, varech al kol kos v'kos. Going to Rabba Barachana on Shabbat and Yom Tov, when a person usually has wine and he's planning to have wine, that's when the wine from before the meal will cover the wine after the meal. But on a regular day where a person is not used to having wine, if you do decide to have wine, the the from the beginning will not cover your hagefen in the middle. It my name another statement Amar Rabba Bamari Amar Biyashu Ben Levi Lo Shano El B'Shabbatot Vimutovim Bushal Shadam Yotzei Mebeta Merhatz Bushat Agazat Adam. According to this statement, we only the only time when a person normally has wine is Shabbat Yom Tov, or on a day when a person either left the sauna. In those days, I guess people felt weak after left the sauna. Bushat Agazat Adam, and when they donate blood. When somebody donates blood, it seems like they lose, um, they lose calories or something, and they need to pick me up by having some wine. And therefore, if you had a day where you uh, donated blood, those, those days it wasn't donating blood; it was actually uh, bloodletting for medicinal purposes. But on one of those days where you lose blood, or you went to a sauna or Shabbat, that's when. It's normal to have wine, and therefore your hagefen will cover everything. But hold on, I'm in the tunnel. One second. Ubashash adam yotzev betem lechatz ubashat hakazat adam ho'il va'adam kovei sudo alayin aval b'shar yimot hashana. But the other days of the year, v'varecha kol kos v'kos. Okay. Similar statement to what we said before, just we're adding two more things, bloodletting and um, and sauna leaving. Says the Gemara, Rabba Bar Mari, Ikla Lebe Rabba Bechol. Rabba Mari showed up in Rabba's house on a weekday. Chazia Debarich Lefnei Amazon, Vahadabarich Lacharazon. He saw him making a beracha on the wine before the meal and after the meal. Amaleh, he told him, you're doing the right thing. I see that you know the law, and you're making another beracha, because it's a weekday. He showed up in Abayah's house. 
And he saw, he saw he's making a on every cup. He told him, Don't you agree with Rabbi Shur ben Levi, who says that on Shabbat and Yom Tov, a person is and he has no need, and therefore is prohibited from making a Barakha on every cup. So he answered back, He says, Well, I am. I just happened to be drinking this wine. I was not planning to drink the wine, and I changed my mind in the middle to drink the wine. And therefore, even though it's true that on Yom Tov, for most people, they would not they would not need to make a bracha. But since I was planning not to eat, and I just happened to change my mind now, therefore I do have to make a bracha on every cup. Ibailahu, the Gemara has a question now. Balahem, now every Ibailahu question in the Gemara is a what-if question. We're not. We're introducing a new circumstance that wasn't before, and we want to know what the law would be in the new circumstance. Ibailahu. Balahem yayin betocha mazon mahu. She have taught it to yayin shalachal mazon. If they, if you don't make a beracha before the meal, rather they bring you wine during the meal, and you didn't have it before the meal, and they want to know, would that, Hagefen that you have during a meal cover the wine after the meal. The Gemara is differentiating between wine during the meal and the wine before and after the meal. The wine before and after the meal is considered wine is considered wine that is coming to drink, which means since you're not eating at the same time, we call that drinking wine. On the other hand, when you have wine that's coming Hello? 